Today's episode of Mike G in the Morning is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Jeremita from Jeremita Law Offices, but most of you know me as Mike G. And you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. I want to remind our listeners that you can participate in the free and open exchange of thoughts and ideas throughout the entire week by way of the Mike G in the Morning social media profiles. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Mike G in the Morning. Don't forget to like our page. Our YouTube channel is Mike G in the Morning. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe. Our Twitter handle is at Radio Mike G. And we've also got a screen name on the Instagrams website. Our screen name on the Instagrams is Mike G in the Morning. I've also got to let everybody know about the powerhouse lineup we've got here at the Fox News Radio WFYL family. We've got Ben Shapiro bringing you the Ben Shapiro Show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Scott Adams bringing you the Scott Adams Show weekdays from 9 a.m. until noon. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash now coming at you weekdays at noon, right up until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you the Savage Nation weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show them some love. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. And I want to thank all of our listeners who have reached out over the past couple of weeks. After listening to the Mike G in the Morning episode, talking about our beloved Ellie girl, may she rest in peace. And I really want to thank everybody for the outpouring of support. I can tell that a lot of our listeners really understood where I was coming from and have had a dog in their life that had a special place in their heart. You know, I often think about people who love animals, special kind of people. But when you think about it, people who mistreat animals are real 
vile garbage type of people. I don't think anybody could disagree with that. Show me someone who mistreats animal. First of all, just give me a few minutes uh, in private with them. First of all, right? <laughs> I'm sure plenty of our, our listeners wouldn't mind that as well. But you could tell that somebody's a real sick individual if they mistreat animals. So I just wanted to say thanks for everybody who reached out. I mean, we got people writing in like physical, physical postcards. So thankful for things like that. You know, we really are the Mike G in the morning family. And I appreciate every single one of you. You know, there's a lot to talk about today. We've talked so much about the riots going on. We've talked a lot about the pandemic. It seems like there's mass chaos everywhere you turn. It seems like there are no more mild topics, so to speak. Everything's got a tremendous consequence associated with it. And in light of all this, I heard a discussion from Professor Weinstein. If I'm not mistaken, he's the pre professor who, at one point, they were trying to hold some kind of day where white people weren't allowed on campus and he refused to do so. hope I don't have the wrong guy, but I believe that that was him. And he proposed this idea. He said, things have gotten far too out of hand. The two-party system's horrible. I could see where he's coming from with that. But he says what we need to do is we need to have a third option where you have one moderate Republican and one moderate Democrat. One is the president, one's running as vice president, and then after four years, if they had won, they switch and try to win again. He said the key is that they have to be moderate. And so I started to think about that and realized I'm not sure I know what a moderate Republican or a moderate Democrat is anymore. The left has taken such positions that I'm not sure how you can be moderate and fall into that category. So what the heck is a moderate Republican or a moderate Democrat? Any ideas, Russ? Uh, I think they sound like a terrible idea because anybody who would vote Democrat wouldn't vote for the moderate Republican. And anybody who would vote Republican would just be frustrated because it might be too moderate. So just end, end back up with the two-party system, right? I want to get yeah. more people involved with this. We've got uh, regular caller Sean from New York with us, and we've got... Kerry, another regular on this program on the line. Guys, how are you? Hey, what's up? Oh, very well, Mike. Thank you. Kerry, what do you think of this whole moderate Republican, moderate Democrat business? What does that even mean? Does it mean anything anymore? Well, <clears throat> uh, two answers. First off, what to me what it means is somebody who, for some reason, probably a family thing, votes Democrat or Republican, but they're really not into the issues anyway at all. 
so they say, well, all right, well, I'm a, uh, what are the Democrat issues? I don't know what are the Republican issues. I don't know, but I, I don't like Trump or I don't like, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is I just got a haircut before and my, uh, stylist asked me, says, um, uh, you know, we were just kind of talking and I, I said, and he's like, uh, I said, um, I, he said, oh, so you're, you know, Republican, whatever. I said, oh, I'm kind of middle of the road. Now, what that is, is in Jersey, in a liberal area, that's code for, I'm a Republican, let me try to fill you out a little bit. I think it, <laughs> it, depends, it depends on where you are. So in, in Pennsylvania, I'm a full-on conservative Republican, absolutely. In Jersey, I'm a moderate until I find out what your deal is. And then, then <laughs> sure. if I want you to like me or not. So you don't um, try to, uh, to red flag you know. me, right? So you don't call the police and try to have them red flag me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, interesting. Sean, yeah. what yeah, is a moderate Republican, moderate Democrat? Are you even further into communism over there in New York? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the term, we, we really hit the nail on the head with the term moderate because the word moderate comes down to the compromise. And um, when, we, when we became a country, um, we federalists and the anti-federalists the Federalists, Federalists believe in a strong uh, central government, and the Anti-Federalists believe in a uh, less stronger one, more um, uh, more t more centered towards state power. So, if you were too Federalist, the uh, federal government would have been too powerful, and we would be more like the king that we revolted from, King George III. However, if we were just uh, too loo uh, the states were too loose, we wouldn't have an actual country. We'd become something of the Holy Roman Empire. We wouldn't have our own uh, official currency. States would be declaring war against other states, practicing foreign policy with uh, other countries. So it all came down to moderation. It came down to compromise. So people that are, I guess, moderate Republican or moderate Democrat, uh, you would see them voting across party lines and they would agree on certain uh, certain issues, such as the right to free speech, the right to defend themselves, um, uh, habeas corpus, uh, issues like that, issues that keep them together. It goes back, you could actually say it goes back to the 1952 election between Eisenhower and Adlai Stevenson. Um, if you look at the uh, both party platforms, uh, they were very, very similar. And uh, in my opinion, I think I think one of my favorite presidents of all time, him, Grant, and Lincoln. But uh, Stevenson would have done just as done a really good job as well. Um, they were tough on immigration. They were pro uh, labor, pro industry, and um, they were. Uh, you know, they were very laissez-faire in economics. Uh, they felt uh, small businesses should thrive. Um, you know, things like that. That's, that. that's what a moderate Republican, moderate Democrat means to me. How dare you not include Donald J. Trump in your favorite presidents of all time? you got to be kidding me, Sean. <laughs> I'm a history guy. I, I wait for things to play out. <laughs> Maybe someday, right? We'll be telling our grandkids about it. But something that came to my mind, it's interesting that you bring up uh, compromise. You might agree with one side on certain things. You might vote across party lines. Because to me, when I hear a moderate Republican or a moderate Democrat you think of someone middle of the road, kind of like Kerry said, it seems to me that that would be somebody who's okay with a little bit of government intrusion in just about everything. Because if you think about somebody who's libertarian, you often hear people these days, you're hearing it more often than when I was growing up, that somebody identifies as a libertarian. I'm a libertarian, meaning, uh, you know, fiscally conservative and socially liberal. 
hands, government hands off of everything. Government, keep your hands off business. Don't make these regulations and keep your hands out of our private lives as well. Uh, but if you're moderate, does that put you towards the middle where, okay, I'm okay with some regulation uh, socially and I'm okay with some regulation as far as the businesses go? Where do you go on particular issues such as this? So for the Second Amendment, someone who's quote unquote moderate would say, okay, I'm I'm good with you know, some gun laws. I think we do need some gun laws. With somebody who's moderate on abortion, how does that work out? I'm okay with abortion sometimes, or is it different particular issues that they side one or the other? You know, that's a good I, well, question. I always yeah, I always had issues with the libertarians. Yeah, why is that? Um, because they talk about, I, I think you could put a lot of special interest behind it. I mean, you can say, oh, well, uh, since government's hands up, then let's just have open borders. Let's just have free trade. Okay, so basically you just allow whoever comes into the country and they can just work for low wages. So I have problems with libertarians when it comes to uh, complete hands off of the government. Well, or, or is that, but when it comes to border security, wouldn't mm-hmm. that, in the mind of the libertarian, be the one true legitimate role of government? To secure the borders? Because it's not anarchy. Anarchy is different than being a libertarian. As a libertarian, the government does serve some function. Carrie, is that your understanding? Yeah, well, first of all, libertarian is very loosely defined. Some people just say libertarian uh, when they just kind of are a Republican for the most part, but they're kind of pro-choice and they're, you know, for the legalization of pot, and then they're suddenly a libertarian. I've used that term, not talking about my own political beliefs, but it's kind of like, um, for one second, back to uh, cause it kind of, kind of um, some people use it code for, for being moderate. I mean, I think moderate really means just that you're not super, super extreme. And one man's moderate is another man's extreme, like some people could find. In New York City, my views are extreme. Um, in Pennsylvania, my views are moderate. So I think, like I said, it's regional and it's contextual. So what would be an example of someone who's who's uh, extreme in, in their views? Because extreme. when when you look at someone um, who's picking different issues and they're finding uh, finding different ways much. and different issues, then that that might be something like uh, that seems more of like independent than moderate, right? Like I don't subscribe to the the party ideals. Like if you go down the list of everything on the right and the left, the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, this is, these are the positions that we take on X, Y, and Z. I don't know that anybody legitimately agrees 100% with the party platform. If you do, you're probably some kind of a moron. You're not thinking for yourself at all. Uh, you watch a lot of your news station, whatever it is, and you, yeah, right. you never disagree <laughs> with your news source, whether exactly. it's Fox News, MSNBC, or C. If you never disagree with your news source, something you need to reassess. You yeah, need I, to reassess. I have multiple. If you care, or, or, you yeah. know, what's that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying if you have, well, that's another. That's another point. You know, if you have your news source and that's your reality source, and you never disagree. Um, you don't realize it, but but you're a, a zealot by default, even if you never leave your house. So, so but, what uh, would how would somebody be extreme when you think of somebody who's? Let me ask you: right. as a regular uh, guy, as someone, when you think of someone who's an extreme right wing person, what comes yeah. to mind? 
when, well, when we say extreme right wing, I don't know if we've just been programmed to think this or whatever, but um, we think um, uh, of, you know, some uh, of the KKK or of these, uh, you know, Aryan whatever groups. Now, that's right. what that, 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 extreme that, right wing, but that, that's very I true. Think that could that's be very extreme true. Left wing. Kind of equate that yeah. in the head, uh, equate that because of the way the news has conditioned everybody, right? The way the media has conditioned everybody, they, they always describe these, these racist people as extreme right, right? I don't, <laughs> it's so hard to define what racist even is anymore. So I think that when it comes to these extremists, um, when you go far enough to one side, you wind up back on the other. If you go far enough left, you wind up right. You'll go far enough right, you wind up left. And what I mean by that is there comes a point where you're just kind of uh, where it resorts to violence and um, and uh, some form of anarchy and just being a, sh- a lousy person to be around. But uh, that's that. So, but what particular views? Let's let's take like one or two examples of something that you know the extreme right guy that you've got in your head what does he believe in what i really mean by that you wind up if you go far enough to one side you wind up back on the other is that if you go far enough to either side you you wind up um being uh you know sticking around only your your own kind and, and being violent like antifa is extremely to the left and you might have some, although I just you never see them. They're very elusive. These white supremacists um, that everybody's fighting against, even though there's probably 13 of them in the whole country, um, <laughs> and they have their own brick throwing through windows and lighting fires. And you know, basically, you get a Molotov cocktail in your hand if you're all the way to the left, or if you're all the way to the right. And um, I, the problem is that on the right, the left has done a very good job of making it seem as though a, a right winger. Is is that guy with from the Aryan Brotherhood or something? I, I, we've got a caller on the line. Jenny from the block wants to get involved. Jenny, you with us? Hi. Yes. What you, what's on your me. mind? What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to just answer your question. Um, for me, I'm one of the go-to guys that I always look for um, and generally agree with is um, Ted Cruz. Um, I don't always agree with him, but I just think I just, he's an example for me because he's always there when there's issues going on and uh, very on the Republican side. I think he's a Republican libertarian, I would say. And he's anti-abortion, uh, pro-gun, less taxes, pro-business, basically pro-freedom of religion. And that's who I would think of. Hmm. Now, now, a lot of people on the left consider him to be a very extreme guy, don't they? Yeah. But I, think I just want to say, left, Jenny, I agree 100% with you. He comes right I to think mind. That, yeah, but, we carry it. But, but don't, but don't so, they say that he's a very extreme guy? Yeah, well, that's what, well, the left would say the extreme is more, anybody on the right is KKK. Yeah, right. That, that's true. There's no such thing in their mind as, as a moderate Republican. Uh, a, you know, a, Demo- a Democrat who isn't as liberal as they'd like is, a, a, you know, a Republican. And any Republican is absolutely deplorable, as, as they like to say. What about Rand Paul? Rand Paul is someone who's uh, come on out as a libertarian type guy, hasn't he? I mean, Ron yeah. Paul seems to be like the original 
uh, you know, yep. popular libertarian politician for many of these people in our generation who proclaim to be libertarian. It feels, it feels like a lot of it started with Ron Paul. Yes, I don't think we're ready government. for him. Not ready for Rand Paul? No, he's too cool. To, I'm ready for him. <laughs> uh, you know, people just can't. They don't. They don't get it. You know what I don't understand, though? Uh, the fact that he went on that stage and said, I want to abolish the IRS, right? I don't know how you can't win an election saying you want to abolish the IRS. That's like running in a school election and saying we're going to have free pizza every single day if I'm elected president. If I were running for president and part of my platform were that I was abolishing the IRS, that would be my answer to every single question. They'd say, Mike G., what do you think about the economy? And I'd say, I want to abolish the IRS. They'd say, Mike G., what do you think about foreign policy? And I'd say, I want to abolish the IRS. they say, Mike G., what do you want for breakfast this morning? I'd say, I want to abolish the IRS. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. I want to remind our listeners that today's episode of the Mike G in the Morning program is brought to you by Abolish the IRS. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Today's episode of the Mike G in the Morning program is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. Whether it's because you're traveling out of town, or you're dealing with false accusations, You've got legal problems, or someone in your family is on probation or parole. Or maybe you've just run out of room for all your precious little babies. Elite Tactical Armory is the storage solution for you. You can find out more about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Once again, that's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Because it's important to support those who support freedom. And be sure and tell them Mike G sent ya. Getting back to our topic, talking about the mythical moderate Republican or mythical moderate Democrat, Sean from New York. I want to get your perspective as a New Yorker. What does a moderate, uh, what does an extreme, rather, Republican look like to you? Try to figure this out. Well, I guess it would be, you know, or at least what people perceive as, as someone extreme would say, well, uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I am pro-life personally, but someone would say, well, abortion is the worst thing ever, um, and all women are going to go to hell. Like, say, a politician says that. Well, you know, to me personally, as a Christian, um, I would say, you know, I do agree abortion is wrong, but I would say, hey, you know, as long as you repent for what you do, what you feel, what you did was wrong, uh, that's between you and God. I wouldn't want someone, uh, like a, especially a politician, to, uh, you know, try to force that down my throat. Mm-hmm. That's what, so would it be uh, like a po- the, the level of the degree of punishment for going outside of those boundaries? So, for example, I remember they asked Trump when he was running for president, if they were to outlaw abortion, would he be for punishing the the woman? And he said yes, and everybody absolutely flipped out. Um, but is that what it comes down to? Does it come down to what the punishment is for going outside the boundaries? 
Um, I would say if you're just looking to shame one and say you're going to like go to hell or whatever, I would say that's just as bad as telling someone they have privilege because of the skin color that they were born or they have victimhood just because of the skin color they were born with. But personally, I'm actually with Ron Paul on the abortion issue. As a pro-life person, um, I do consider killing. And then we do uh, see uh, killing and murders, homicides as a state issue. It should be handled at the local level. Hmm. Well, what other anything else come to mind with the extreme right type person? What what other views? Uh, um, I would say uh, Any- when you go too far left and you go too far right, you do see uh, violence. So obviously, like Antifa, uh, BLM, these other groups, the Weather Underground, the 70s, uh, uh, radical. Um, they are dangerous and they do result in violence. And however, yes, you do have a a small handful of people on the far right. Uh, Cool Klux Klan. I would say that probably died down in the sixties. And yet, obviously, but, I mean, the KKK. Uh, that that's a Democrat organization, though. No. Oh, oh my God, Mike! You is. can't say that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What's the standard? Uh, right, yeah. Not anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Let's not get let the, the pesky facts get in the way, right? How dare I? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, Woodrow you Wilson both uh, invited them over to the White House. Uh, I believe regret. Mary Truman, who is a Democrat, has to uh, join hey, him at one point uh, in his life. Somebody remind me, who, who is the most recent KKK um, senator? Was he a Democrat? Yeah, Robert uh, Byrd, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't that like Hillary Clinton's mentor or something like that? Supposedly <laughs> like Joe Biden gave him his eulogy. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and she dedicated a statue to the uh, – he was the Grand Klegel. Grand Klegel. I got to say one thing about the KKK, though. Man, I can't stand them. I mean, it's a horrible organization, but they got the coolest titles. Yeah, I got a title for you. It's called the Mustard-Eating Knucklehead. How about that? The most ridiculous thing I ever heard. <laughs> Why don't we uh, compliment this uh, serial killer's shoes while we're at it, right? Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, well, listen, Mike. I was, I was joking, but every time you hear these names, they're very creative with it. Obviously, I was being humorous with it. You know, I mean, what what good can you say about the freaking cake? I think I think I think my name is creative. You're the grand mustard eating knucklehead from now on. I want to yeah, know. I want to know now that we talked about the extreme right people. What would an extreme Democrat look like in your eyes? Hold on, come out. Wait. Look at who's running. That the Ku Klux Klan is extreme right anyway. What we is it about spoke, our we belief? We spoke about that. Weren't you listening, or is there too much mustard in your ears? No, 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 no. What is it about the right-wing beliefs that I have and that you have that somehow translates into hanging people or into being a bigot? Oh, that's a ridiculous point of view and a ridiculous assertion. You know what else is ridiculous? That you don't listen to me when I try to pass this off to Sean. Sean, what do you got to say? <laughs> Well, Mike, this reminds me of the 2008 uh, Step Brothers movie where they're going for the job interview and then Will Ferrell or uh, John C. Riley says, how about we interview you? Mike, it's your show, <laughs> not Terry's. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for giving him the old mustard. Kerry, uh, Sean, what do you think? Now, you got, he's got me calling you, Kerry. I can't, I'm seeing red over here. <laughs> Give me a heart attack. <laughs> Put me in an early grave. Uh, Sean, what do you think of in your head when you hear of the the term extreme left? Somebody who is an extreme Democrat. Well, 
What type of views would come to mind? Oh, I think of uh, a, uh, a person in Congress who just loves to raise her chest when she says Al-Qaeda about how great they are and droops uh-huh. her shoulders when she says America. That's uh-huh. not to me. <laughs> yeah, well, we're seeing more and more of that, right? Oh, we are. And we even see, uh, you know, Keith Ellison took a, uh, he, he, uh, the attorney general and former congressman in, um, in Minnesota, he took a selfie and uh, praised uh, with the field manual of um, Antifa and, and praised them. And now they're a terrorist organization. He never, um, you know, he never retracted a statement or said, you know, or, um, or said, hey, I was wrong. He never apologized for that. Well, uh, you noticed that a lot of the mainstream media, they're putting out there, oh, well, you know, Trump is saying that Antifa is a terrorist organization, but that that's pretty ludicrous and that's un, unsubstantiated. They're just people who don't like fascists. Have you noticed that that's the narrative that's being pushed? A lot of these media outlets? Oh, it is. And um, they're extremely violent. And I mean, I mean, if we if we go back to how violent the far left has been, we see Leon Chagall. He he was the uh, he, he assassinated uh, President uh, William McKinley. That was a far left org. He was part of a far left organization. He had, he held those viewpoints. Um, the far left. I mean, but with Antifa, it takes nothing more than it takes nothing more than looking at the undercover Stephen Crowder videos. I think Project Veritas had done some things with respect to Antifa. Uh, but they're absolutely an organization that has these, uh, you know, violent agendas uh, that they they base their entire platform around. Carrie, what do you think of Antifa? Um, Antifa. I mean, what's there, what's there, I think of a bunch of basement dwelling, um, usually a lot of rich kids. Who want to do? Uh, who want to create mayhem? You know, I think the way that you can define these um, these ex- extremists, the extreme left, extreme right, it's not. I don't think it's really the group as much as the people who support them. The left wing full on supports uh, or supports as much as possible, especially for politicians, these people. But the right wing, I mean, any anybody that I know does not support. Um, white supremacy, you know, the, the, the real, you know, skinheads, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's who supports you. And I don't know any Republicans that uh, maybe they're out there that are, you know, yeah, KKK, we're big on them. We like them. They represent our values. Uh, absolutely absurd. But I don't know that we've gotten any more clear <laughs> Uh, in the, the last 30 minutes as to what does constitute a moderate Republican or a moderate Democrat, right? So like a guy like Joe Manchin over in West Virginia, would that be a moderate Democrat or would that be somebody who is just misplaced for one reason or another? Both. What I like him. Sean, what do you think? Um, can you give me an example of uh, Joe Manchin, like where he would live and you know, what state oh, he lives in? West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. He's the he's the only guy only guy when when uh, the Republicans stand up for something during a speech right and they give the ovation all the Democrats are sitting down Joe Manchin's the only guy on the left who stands up. I would say Joe Manchin is the guy who uh, supports labor unions. He might want an extra thirty five dollars per Social Security check for sixty two. So maybe he's a little bit more leaning to the left than most Republicans. Now Joe Manchin from West Virginia. You always remember watching these speeches 
and you've got everybody from Congress in the room. And uh, anytime there's something pro-United States and all the Republicans stand up and all the, the Democrats stay seated, Joe Manson's the only Democrat who stands up. How dare he, right? He probably stands up for the national anthem. What a, what a traitor he is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But yeah, we hear about people like that. We hear about, I'll never forget when I was in law school, there was somebody running for Congress in Oklahoma and his whole entire commercial was, uh, you know, I support uh, you know the lives of the unborn. I support our Second Amendment. So vote for me, Democrat for Congress. <laughs> and out in Oklahoma, that's just what it was. That's what you had on the Democrat side for people running for these positions. So uh, I guess that would be considered a moderate. Maybe in certain situations, they're just people who are misplaced. Uh, I remember watching the primary uh, primary debates for the Republican Party for the last presidential election. And when I listened to John Kasich talk, I really thought in my head, did, did this guy just wander on to the wrong stage? He thought the Democrat debate was today. Because <laughs> if something like that's considered a moderate, I, I just consider that a Democrat. Do you see well, that? Michael in any Bloomberg, extreme authoritarian, former Republican. I, I know. What's the deal with that? Is he just, he wasn't liberal enough on what degree to be elected as a Democrat in New York. And I understand that New York's a little bit, you know, New York City in particular, a little bit of a, 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 its own animal. But what yeah, about his views of Republican? Well, what about his views of Republican? Um, uh, Bloomberg is very... New York Republicans have a history of... Uh, obviously, you have like Rockefellers and the Carnegie's. Um, so New York had a prominence of um, of uh, Republicans, I guess, who do lean left because of the labor unions. Huh. Well, it's really interesting that, that they try to make it out like the Republican Party is the party of the billionaires and everything like that. No, it's only the rich and the Democrats are for the working man, where if you look at all these top companies, particularly tech companies, they're all overtly leftist these days. Uh, and, yes. and Manhattan, your home to Wall Street, you'd think that if money were really buying elections and things of that nature, that, you know, that Manhattan would be total Republican if that were true. If their narrative that, you know, Republicans are the party of the rich and they're only looking out for the rich people, how would Manhattan stay consistently Democrat uh, for the, the way it is? I understand that Rudy Giuliani, I guess that's somebody who would also be considered a moderate Republican, right? The ones that irritate you. The, the test is if you irritate Mike G, you're either a Democrat or a moderate Republican. No? <laughs> or a mustard-eating knucklehead. Or a mustard-eating knucklehead. <laughs> Very well done, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, can I can I interject something about that? Because I, I I was thinking about that literally just the other day. And you know how yeah. important it is when somebody thinks of something just the other day. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was waiting for my green light. So... As far as yeah, I find that to be the, the, the funniest thing that okay, if you're uh, Democrats, oh they're for the workman, whatever. Yeah, it's all the big tech companies, the richest people, the celebrities, this and that. You know, limousine liberals as they're called. And then oh, it's only it's only rich guys who are Republicans. But even when the left makes fun of Republicans, even their viewpoint is they're working class guys from you know West Virginia who work in a coal mine or something like <laughs> you know they drive a pickup truck they have a lunchbox and stuff and it's like what 
Right. That, that's true. They make fun of, of these types of people. Those are the deplorables, right? That's exactly what they think of yeah. us. It's a yeah. contradiction. Absolutely. Carry a lunchbox. It's unfathomable. The, the, the contradiction, the hypocrisy, absolutely unfathomable uh, on the left. But I want to talk a little bit more about guns and some other things going on. But before we do that, a word from our sponsors over at Elite Tactical Armory. Mike G from Mike G in the morning here. I want to tell you a little bit about Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Don't forget to check out Elite Tactical Armory for your firearm storage solutions. For more information, visit EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. You know, I had something I wanted to talk about. I can't even remember what I wanted to discuss anymore. Anybody got that going on? Terry's driving me nuts, pulling my hair out of my head. I can't remember what I'm talking about. Uh, have I disagreed with you? Uh, yeah, well, you just been mustardy and knucklehead the entire morning. I'll tell you that much. Well, uh, you know, you should go. You should have much more boring people on. Uh, oh, trust me, you, you, you got the grand prize for that this morning, all right? <laughs> and, you know, listen, it's even a broken about... clock is right twice a day, so I've got to air something. Otherwise, you're just like, maybe like, maybe you're just like torturing yourself. I, I enjoy torturing myself. That's why I have you back. Uh, uh, you know, every, every now and then, it's good for the soul, right? I want to know why it's become so, uh, you know, taboo to be proud of being an American for people on the left. They were talking about Joe Manchin standing up when they say something that's patriotic or, you know, uh, supporting the United States of America. The left feels like they've got to sit down when those statements oh, 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 are made. Pick me. I know what it is. Go ahead. They hate America. <laughs> is it really uh, that simple? Uh, just that, uh, that the people on the head. They hate our so ideals. They, they hate our ideals. Uh, it's Can not okay to be, proud to be an American. They, you, know, you have to think that other places in the world are better than we are. Right? We are certainly not the best. They they can't stand when we say that, right? To quote Barack Obama, when somebody asked him about the Constitution, uh, Bill of Rights, he says, yeah, I've read the paper. The paper, yeah. <laughs> yeah I read the paper. the paper. My jaw dropped, and apparently other people's as well. But yeah, there, there's my cynicism. Oh, doesn't Joe Biden call it the thing? Didn't he call it the thing the other day? <laughs> Did you he's see not, that? He's not in his, Yeah, he's not. Um, he has like, a cognitive you know, It's in the thing, you know. <laughs> and I don't make uh, fun of people with cognitive issues, but I, not I, at all. I, but I mean, obviously he has one. You know, for once, you and I actually agree on something. Evan Knappen was on this program a couple of months ago. And even at that point in time, I was saying, at what point is it not okay anymore for us to make fun of Biden out of, you know, some kind of respect for somebody who's literally ill? You feel bad uh, if you think that the person's seriously got a problem. You don't want to make fun of somebody who's got a disability. Someone's an idiot. Make fun of them all you want. If somebody's just being a moron or a mustard-eating knucklehead, go ahead and make fun of them. But if somebody's got a disease and something's 
seriously wrong with them. It's not, it's not cool to make fun of them. That's not funny. So at what point do we make that, uh, that determination? Uh, am I making sense here? Well, if I was to say that to a Democrat, they think it's a 100% political statement and that I'm just giving them, you know, crap, like the, what they say about, about Trump. Oh, he's crazy. I don't know. Do they really think he's cognitively impaired? Because I really think that about Joe Biden, if he was left wing, right wing or moderate, whatever that is, um, guy's got an issue. You know, I, I've had a couple of friends over the years who, who were open Democrats. I, I hate to I hate to even put it that way because I know a lot of a lot of Democrats I've been friendly with over the years and and have had good relationships with these people. We just disagree on a whole lot of whole lot of things. But when you're talking to the people who you get along with, who are Democrats, and you hear some of the things that irritate them, and you kind of can't even fathom it for somebody who belongs to the the, the culture and or. For example, the gun community. If you were to say some of these things among gun owners, it would just be totally foreign. One of the things they don't like hearing is the term our country. For some reason, that gets on their nerves when they hear us say things like our country. Does that make any sense to either one of you? You mean when the left says that or the right? I'm sorry. Oh, when people on the right say something about our country, it's like nails on a chalkboard for people on the left. And that's what somebody... Yeah, they don't like our country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they still uh, we're not including immigrants as well. I guess that's just how I think how they. Think. Oh yeah, and that's why we hate immigrants. Yeah, hey, sure. well, that's the other. You know, wouldn't they be included in our country or all of our country? Right, if you're an American, it's our country. If you're not an American, it's not our country. Is that as simple as that? Is that the problem that we're not including tolerance on American, including uh, you know people who don't belong to our country, aren't citizens of our country. I I don't even know how to phrase it. I sound ridiculous even trying to articulate it. You know, I don't really know where to start with them. I, I really I, don't. I mean, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to make, make sense of. You know, something that somebody mentioned to me one time, they said that when you walk down the street in a place like Woodstock, let's say, and you see the rainbow flag all over the place for gay rights, sometimes uh, I, I've heard people on the right say that that irritates them for one reason or another. Usually the reasoning being, okay, well, if they're going to do uh, whatever behind closed doors, that's their own business and it's nothing to do with me, but why are you going to shove my face in it? And somebody mentioned to me, well, it irritates that's the way that's the way the left feels about the American flag. Uh, well, yeah, we get it. You're American. But why do you got to rub our face in it? Why do you got to be overly patriotic? Um, I've never heard that comparison before where somebody brought that up. And I don't think I've ever heard it to this day. Either one of you ever thought about it that way, Sean? Well, the American flag is the cloth that cloaks us in the freedoms that we, that we very well hold true, true to. And, and that's the basis of our Constitution. Uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, freedom of freedom of um, freedom of expression, freedom to defend ourselves, right of habeas corpus. I mean, we live under this flag. Uh, God, you know, God blessed us with this flag. Uh, that's something that would fly very high. But again, if you want to fly any flag below that, if you have the right to do so. But the American flag comes first and foremost. But you would think that uh, people who are are 
doing that would understand that there are other countries where they don't have these freedoms, they haven't fought for these freedoms, where they're executing homosexuals, right? Absolutely. There's about 10 or 11 so far. Uh, I believe 10 of them are Muslim. One of them is a Christian country. And uh, they, they forget to throw that one in there as well. That gets conveniently left out. Uh, the oppression against women, the oppression, uh, you know, the, the, the execution and the violent behavior towards homosexuals in these other countries, uh, and yet the left supports them in other manners. Uh, it's bizarre. Kerry, what do you got on this? Well, um, that, well, what you were saying, uh, how far do you want me to go back? You want me to go back to the uh, gay flag, or you want whatever, to whatever, whatever you want? Well, let me say this: uh, they talk about these people who started this country, these uh, so-called mean old racist white men, but these quote-unquote mean old racist white men have, at the very least, left it to the point where there is a country where a gay person can go and kiss his boyfriend in front of the White House while, you know, while saying uh, curse words towards the president and not wind up in a gulag, um, but just go home for the night. And then in some countries, go and go and smoke pot and, and uh, then go open carry his gun down the street. That's where the mean old uh, white oh, man oh, left oh. us. <laughs> well, hold on a second. I've got, I've got to stop you right there because... Uh, if you're Tell using me. marijuana, regardless of the state that you're in, it's illegal federally, even if it's for medicinal purposes. So you can't lawfully possess firearms. So I don't want anybody to think that that's okay and end up getting arrested. Uh, the rest of the conduct doesn't Thanks. seem well, to be illegal like in the United States. You. You're, you're an attorney and uh, <laughs> we need you. Uh, the rest of the conduct doesn't seem to be illegal from what you've stated, though. <laughs> and my opinions don't necessarily reflect the opinion of. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, well. You could say that again. <laughs> you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the gun stuff going on. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that today's episode of the Mike G in the Morning program is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory, your firearms storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. Whether it's because you're traveling out of town or you're dealing with false accusations, just dealt with another one of those recently, you've got legal problems, or you just run out of room for all your precious babies, Elite Tactical Armory is the storage solution for you. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. And be sure and tell them Mike G sent ya. I want to get back on some of this gun stuff because there's been uh, quite a few bit of gun stuff in the news. Just last week, I was in court on this case where a guy was falsely accused of pointing a firearm at other people on the road. I deal with these situations constantly. And there's situations where somebody's driving, and for whatever reason, another person on the road decides, I'm going to really ruin this other person's life. So what do they do? They call the police. They report the license plate number, make model of the car, maybe description of the individual, and say, this person pointed a gun at me. Now, at that point where that accusation has been made, Unless there's some kind of video footage to the contrary, if the police pull you over and you happen to be carrying a firearm, well, then you're getting charged with several crimes. 
and you get to go to court and prove your innocence, right? Prove a negative. Prove that you didn't point a firearm at this guy. It's totally backwards. Prove that you didn't eat breakfast. How are you supposed to do that? But we're seeing this happen all the time. All it takes is an accusation and for you to be someone who carries a firearm. And I had a law enforcement officer tell me recently, he said, well, how would the guy who accused him, how would he know the description of the gun if he didn't actually point it at him? I said, what was the description of the gun? Did he describe it down to... The make model and the serial number? I don't think so. What did he say? He said, oh, well, he said it was a, a black compact handgun. He said, oh, that's interesting. Well, let me ask you this. What do you carry off-duty? Oh, I carry a Glock 17. Oh, isn't that funny? A black compact handgun. So by your own admission, if somebody on the way home from court calls up and accuses you pointing a gun at them, we're going to throw the book at you? We're going to put you literally on trial? Charge you with crimes that will ruin your life? I don't want to talk further about this case because I've got reasons why I don't want to talk about it at this point in time. When I do, it's these the, the rest of the story, listeners totally going to appreciate this, but let's leave it at that. I do want to talk about a couple of the cases that are in the news. First, we had this case over in St. Louis, Missouri, where the, the way they're reporting it in the news is there were these peaceful protesters and these crazy people came out and started pointing guns at them. That's not exactly correct. It's a private neighborhood, gated community, and these quote-unquote peaceful protesters completely ripped the gate down, broke the gate down, and climbed through onto the private property. Have either of you guys seen this uh, video footage that was going on, Kerry? I'm I'm very much aware of it. Um, the governor also lived in that community. Not that he deserves any special protection, uh, unless everybody can protect themselves. I mean, well, so did the mayor. Said was it the mayor? But, so, so isn't it the mayor? Because that's where they were actually going. Was going to the mayor's house to uh, supposedly. You know what? I think it was the mayor. Thanks for the mayor. For the, uh, correction, but. I remember two things about it. One, that the uh, the guy was dressed, uh, he, he was, I'll just say, very, very preppy with his pink shirt and whatever, with the AR-15. It's great. It's just become a meme. <laughs> it was I'm sorry? The, the shirt was oh, salmon. <laughs> I don't. I didn't. I don't think there was enough orange. You know, maybe it was salmon. Um, I don't know the difference. That's a debate for a whole different day, I suppose. Um, but the only issue I had with them was they were pointing the guns at them as opposed to at the ground. And, the, you know, it could have ended in, a, I don't want to say tragedy, but I'll say catastrophe. Just All around, you've got a couple of different things you got to consider. Well, that was the issue for me. All around, I mean, all around, you got a couple of different things. Number one, there's, there's a difference between something that's legal and advisable, Right. In these situations, if you are in danger, you want to, first of all, create as many barriers between yourself and the threat as possible. Take any personal protection inside the home course. They're not telling you, what you want to do is go out and hunt for the bad guys. Never works like that, right? 
Second of all, if you're in that situation like the wife is waving the gun around, right, that's not an imminent threat at that point in time. Now, if somebody is putting her in imminent danger of death or serious bodily injury, and again, I'm not going to talk about the specific standards of each and every state, that would be a different story, right? Drawing down on somebody, pointing the gun at them in the manner that, that she was doing, uh, you know, if you're in imminent danger of death or serious bodily injury, certainly no problem with that. Issue is uh, the, the pointing of a firearm at somebody in a situation where deadly force would not be justified. If you end up pulling that trigger, you end up shooting that individual in a situation where uh, you're not in danger of death or serious bodily injury or deadly force is not otherwise justified, you're in a whole lot of trouble. And I think it seemed evident that these folks maybe hadn't thought through this type of a scenario to the degree that perhaps they should have. And they hadn't done the, the amount of training, training. Uh, that would be appropriate. Right. Yeah. Train, training is important. A lot of people leave that out. Somebody called it. I think it was Megan McCain said, oh, she's got no trigger controls. Well, that's not trigger. You're thinking trigger discipline. So if you're going to call somebody out, <laughs> you call somebody out, you probably uh, should at least know the terminology. Sean, is somebody who's from New York and guns are somewhat foreign to people over in New York. What do you think of this whole situation? Mike, um, the, the Constitution allows people to peacefully assemble. People weren't peacefully assembling. Um, Missouri, uh, St. Louis, Missouri has had uh, issues with rioting for years going far back as um, the Ferguson incident. And um, the people not only didn't, they didn't just open the gate, they actually beat down the gate. Uh, right. The private security officer wasn't there at the time. And um, they, they might have miscalculated how many people were around them. They could have, they, they might have felt that they were surrounded. They could have expected they were surrounded. They did go in. They, they did get their firearms. He didn't fire. He didn't even have to fire a warning shot. And the police were called, and the police didn't come yet. Don't ever fire a warning shot in a million years. Let me give you. <laughs> let me give everybody that. It's okay, Sean. You're from New York. You wouldn't. You're not expected. You know not what to do. But uh, it's, I like to hear perspectives from people like you who aren't immersed in the gun community because everybody around the entire country is watching these clips on television or on the internet. And it's interesting to, to hear the way they may think of it. Uh, but Guy is out on TV defending his actions. I mean, if I was his, if I were his attorney, he wouldn't be saying a word to anybody, especially not on national television. It would be, you're going to shut up, and that's going to be the end of that. Uh, you don't make any statements to anybody. We see this other video just came out, I believe it was yesterday, where uh, it became a racial sort of thing. The way the... One lady who's videotaping is calling this couple racist, saying they tried to hit her with a car. And then the wife who was in the passenger seat draws down. She actually draws and then has to rack the slide to put around in the chamber, which just goes to show if you are in an imminent situation, that's like trying to buckle up the seatbelt as you're about to crash, it sounds to me. That's why you know, law enforcement officers don't do that. Carrie, did you see that video? I haven't. Oh, great. I, I sent it to you. I know you well, don't watch I'm anything that I sent. Can... <laughs> is it? Hey, is it? No. That makes me very sad. It's okay. You don't watch the video. This Sean, have you seen this video? I did see the video, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you think about that from your perspective? Um, first of all, they were just, it's this conditioning. They were just hurling a racist at them for no apparent reason at all whatsoever. Um, the woman was gesturing that she was pregnant. She did get into her car. Um, they were backing out. 
and I believe the woman did intentionally step in front of the car. They got out. And from what I saw, the uh, woman might have gestured towards the uh, pregnant woman and the pregnant woman did uh, draw a firearm and she had to protect her unborn child. Uh, well, that, that's certainly one way of articulating it. Uh, I think that uh, tensions are very high right now. And right. now more than ever, we need de-escalation techniques. We need to understand that uh, you know, sometimes discretion is the better part of value, valor. And Sun Tzu said that, right? Uh, Sun Tzu and Todd Hoover, yes. Todd Hoover. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that one thing Jose Morales told me that always, I think everybody needs to know this, not every problem is a nail that requires a hammer. And if we have layers of defense, and we could avoid it all using that firearm, which is a tool of deadly force. There's no two ways about it. Uh, then, Mike, then we should be doing. Jose so. Morales. I'm sorry, Jose Morales, the the well-known firearms instructor from Pennsylvania, from Philadelphia. Philly Firearms Academy, regular on this okay. program. I, I like it when he's here a lot more than when you're here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Don't invite well, me on again. <laughs> Never again, ladies and gentlemen. I, I promise you. Well, uh, thank you for sincerely. Thank you, Carrie, and thank you, Sean, for being on the program. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stick around for We the People, the Constitution thank Matters. Mike. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Phil Duffy. I'll be joining as the legal analyst. Stay safe. Have a happy Independence Day. We love you, Ellie. Stay indoors, eat up all of us here, and don't get the COVID. Uh, scrap the hot dogs this weekend, just eat the mustard.